everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Douglas Coleman, and joining me today, as always, is Brendan McCullough and uh, our special guest, uh, Blatmasta. Blatmasta. Gotcha. <laughs> Hi, I'm Blatmasta. Brendan, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Uh, what is going on? This here? is what this happens is the... when you ask me to do things on this. Yes, show. and yes, and where are those improv skills? We're sticking with it, but yeah, <laughs> I am Doug Coleman. If anyone's confused, <laughs> are you? Uh, I yeah. Uh, well, you are definitely Blatmasta, and we have Brendan McCullough here. This is a video game podcast. I had to get that in there. How's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> Doug's been trying to do this thing where he lets someone else introduce it, and then immediately regrets it two minutes in. <laughs> Yeah, and then I try to do my little intro just to <laughs> make things a little even. I'd be concerned if there was any new listeners. You know our bullshit by now. That's true. Yeah, I feel like I'm just putting our listeners that we already have through torture. <laughs> That's usually Mark's job. Oh, true. Uh, we haven't heard from him in a while, but we haven't heard from Basta in a while. Or Blasta? Uh, anyway, uh, how have you been? Math Blasta or, or Math <laughs> uh, I've I've been good. Um busy uh working on just so much shit uh, <laughs> uh pinecast this weekend is actually getting a, a real good new update um big bump finally addressing quite possibly the current single biggest uh customer ask plushies um, of our pangolin mascot right oh right um i mean that's a big ask but mostly in physical volume and not number of people asking for it um uh, that's mostly <laughs> but just me. it's mostly just you um i don't even think people know that there's there's a mascot i was just gonna you need say to that. step up your 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 game on reddit um <laughs> no everybody since like the dawn of time has complained oh why is there a plan between standard and pro i shouldn't no, a, a lot of people. A lot of people are real salty that there's no plan between starter and pro. And the the reason has historically been because starter should have everything that you should need, and pro should be reserved for the things that cost me extra to do. And the absolute last thing that I want is to have like a gradient of plans where like the one feature you need is at the top end, even though like there's four other plans below it. It just doesn't make sense. Um, so many hosts do this. I hate it. This is what really turned me off about Libsyn and what sort of spurred me to build Pinecast to begin with. And so the the answer to this is I'm I'm basically getting rid of the pro plan. Um, and Whoa. we're all amateurs now. No more professionals. The the pro plan is being replaced with a series of add-ons. Um, so if you already have the pro plan, um, you're you're basically not going to experience any any noticeable difference. You're just going to automatically be subscribed to all of the add-ons. If you're on this, the starter plan, you'll be able to choose individual add-ons that you'd like to add to your account to add individual features rather than having to go all in and pay the extra 45 bucks a month. So there's four add-ons. Um, the first is Pro Analytics. Uh, it's 10 bucks a month, which gives you uh, all of the pro-level analytics. There's Crew, uh, which adds networks and collaborators. Um, so you don't have to share one account. You can um, grant different people access to different podcasts, start a network, um, set up notifications, get notifications in Slack, Discord, email. Um, that's also 10 bucks a month. Uh, the next one is growth, which is 
also 10 bucks a month. Um, and this adds a bunch of functionality around uh, the tip jar and having private episodes. Um, it's it's sort of the junk drawer of like things that didn't fit into another good add-on, but there's some good things coming. Um, I have some plans for upgrades to the tip jar going forward, um, and those will be part of the, the growth plan. Uh, and then the last one is called Hi-Fi, and that one's 15 bucks a month. And all it does is it increases your episode upload limit to 256 megabytes. Um, so very few people actually need that feature. Um, right. And it's it's priced uh, specifically for the extra cost that incurs uh, on, on our end. And so if you never upload 256 megabyte episodes or, or your episodes are never above like 80 megs, uh, which they probably shouldn't be, um, you just save 15 bucks. Just uncheck that uh, from your existing pro subscription and boom, you know, that's what, uh, 180 bucks a year that you're saving. Um, and for the Math blast 100 <laughs> billion people that have asked me uh, for <laughs> uh, pro level analytics, um, or, you know, writing in saying, you know, I don't want to pay 50 bucks to be able to see geographic analytics. Your time has finally come. Um, <laughs> Rise you up. Can, Revolt. Yeah. Click, it's, it's literally one click. Uh, you visit the upload uh, the upgrade page. You flip a switch and you've got pro analytics. Um, simple as that. Very exciting times. Um, looking forward to adding many more features. Uh, I've got some plans for new analytics that'll be part of the pro analytics tier. And then also uh, some of the current pro analytics will be trickling down to starter uh, in the coming weeks. Also some cool. big features coming down the pipe, um, but I don't want to talk about this quite yet. I'm going to be real, busy, with busy. real with you guys. Uh, Basta, when you were showing me the professional analytics and talking about the different tiers, all I thought about was shortening it to pro anal. <laughs> so like, God damn that's it. an option if you want. Ah, uh, oh man, I know it's far away, but when we do plugs and you do a good discount code, I think it's got to be pro anal. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say no. <laughs> shoot that one down right away. I'm yeah, gonna, just gonna just gonna go right ahead and say not so much. <laughs> okay. I was so happy enough. when you were building it, and there's like the website builder options. So you could do the layout of like the font, and it was like standard minimal and then like large and i was like can we just put that as thick with two c's and i was so happy when he did that for like a day well <laughs> brent has some great ideas oh, I'm that's a why you keep him genius. hired i'm why we have so many users on podcasts there we go <laughs> not just spamming the fuck out of subreddits um before we go into the games we've been playing though any uh life updates for you bren um like, two of my bosses left at the same time while we're down two other employees of my very small department, so everything's on fire. So you've been promoted? No, not at all. I'm doing more work with less money, so... Oh. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like there's a power vacuum. Yeah. It sounds like I work for a shitty company. No, you should fill the void and be like, now I'm the boss, bitches. Be the change you want to see. I'll let you guys in a secret. I don't want to be here either. That's true. I don't want to stick longer. That like happened to me on like a Facebook group. It was like I was a part of some podcast promotion Facebook group and there was thousands of users or whatever. And then whoever created it must have deleted or deactivated their Facebook account. And then all of a sudden I went onto the group one day and it's like, do you want to admin this page? And I just was like, 
sure. And I hit yes. And then I, now I own it. And it's just like, yeah, wow. I, yeah. It's talk about filling the vacuum and just like there being a void. Anyone could have technically done that. And now I'm just getting all sorts of like messages of people being like, Oh, blah, 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 podcast promotion, this. And I'm like, ah, what have I done? <laughs> I regret this immensely. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and one thing I'm thinking about doing after we get off the show today is I'm probably going to drive two hours to southern Pennsylvania and pick up a drum kit that I've been looking at on Facebook Marketplace. So hopefully it's not a scam. But no, for real, I'm looking forward to getting back into playing a little bit of drums just casually. Ew, southern Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's right near the border of Maryland and all that. I think Hanover, PA is where I'm headed. Ew, Maryland. <laughs> uh, but that's basically it. We can go into what we've been playing. Let's hear from Basta. I'm curious if <laughs> he played anything. <laughs> you know, you're going to be real, real, real fucking surprised when I tell you what I've been oh, playing. Does little. anybody want to take a guess? Is it Cookie Clicker? No, it's it's, it's before 2000. No, or it looks like it should. be It's after 2000. Is this going to be a game of 20 questions? Is this know. a conversation? Oh. Game? We haven't done well, that in a long time. No, you have plenty of fodder for that shit later. <laughs> <laughs> is fodder it? is definitely the right term. No, I, I think I, I I broke out the old Wii U. Um, I forgot that this is a ten-year-old console. Um, <laughs> I know right, that's a kick right in the nuts, isn't Our it? Mortality. Um, yeah. So I got I got this console uh, because my ex bought it for me so we could play Mario Kart. And then, uh, very shortly thereafter, we broke up. <laughs> because of the Wii U? Um, no. Yeah. Uh, unrelated reasons. Um, we won't get into that in this podcast. This is a video <laughs> game podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I've had this Wii U. I've had a few games for a while. I was playing some things. Uh, obviously, I have Mario Kart. Um, I have a ton of like regular Wii controllers, because I had a Wii before the Wii U, um, which is great. Saves some money in purchasing new stuff. I think the only Wii U games I have, Mario Kart uh, and Splatoon. Hmm. And that's it. Um, okay. But the one game that I have never finished, and I'm ashamed about it, um, is Twilight Princess. Yeah. Which is like a 15-year-old game at this point, almost. Um, and it's still like $40 because Nintendo has a fucking stranglehold on the market. It's I know. insane. Um, so I, w- there's, there's two reasons why I haven't finished it. Number one, when I was originally playing through it, I was like 30 hours in um, and I got to the stupid fucking ice castle. And there's this puzzle where you basically have to shoot the chandeliers with like your grappling hook or something and it makes them swing back and forth. And like, honest to God, I would have never figured that out. I would have never figured it out in a million years. I got like most of the way through this castle, gave up, didn't play the game for fucking forever. Um, came back like a year later, used a walkthrough online to figure it out. I was so mad. Finished the castle. And then the game is really, really bad about telling you what to do next. Um, it's like a it's like a hundred hour game, if you if you're playing it like I play it, <laughs> um, and Midna is just useless. Like Navi, wow. at least <laughs> was helpful in the sense that it gave you too much information. You know, like when you had something to do next, it was like here's a detailed explanation of where you need to go and what you need to do, and here's all the backstory about that thing. And it's like, okay, this is too much, and you can stop now. Um, Minna is like, 
let's go get the next thing. And it's like, all right, well, where is that? And <laughs> like, I know, you know, um, there's just absolutely no way to progress in that game. If you've forgotten what you're doing. Um, yeah. So I sort of wandered around for a while and I was like, I can open up the walkthrough again, but. <sighs> um, <laughs> but why progress? Then, <laughs> why bother? So when I got the Wii U, so this was this is a Wii game. This was like a, a, a the it, launch title. For yeah, Wii. it came with it. I, I'm actually looking it up for the Wii. It's like twenty bucks for the yeah. Wii U. It's like six bucks for the yeah. GameCube. It's a hundred and twenty. I, I believe that. I don't um, get that. <laughs> so the GameCube version is actually different than the Wii and the Wii U version because it's entirely backwards. So there's like a weird market for it. Oh, yeah. So basically, they realized that Link is left-handed. Um, oh, way too yeah. late in the development and so in yeah. order to make it work for right-handed players with the motion controls um, they literally just mirrored the game that's right um, but anyway so when I got the Wii U you know I did the whole like transfer because like of course it's all backwards compatible the problem is the Wii U HDMI has a weird bug where when it's hooked up to the TV that I had all of the colors are inverted what? and it turns out that the Wii U is fine. It's only the like Wii compatibility mode where you, it, when you're like going to the mode where you can play Wii games, if it's hooked up to a, uh, a Sony television that's like these four specific models, it, there's like some weird interaction between the Wii U emulator and the TV that causes all of the colors to be fucked. And you can play it on the like gamepad. But, like, looking at the screen is just, like, a disaster. That sounds actually really entertaining if you're just, like, getting drunk with friends and being like, let's play it this way. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. it's not so fun for Twilight Princess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very um, There's just a lot of pointing game. and aiming. Yeah. Yeah. So, I basically put the game down for, like, five years, six years, um... And I, I'm finally like, okay, I want to finish this. I still haven't played Skyward Sword. Uh, I don't wanna... bother. Eh, I, I want to. Eh, you won't after about an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Um, but so I, I've got this game on my agenda. Um, I've been like slowly making my way through it. It turns out that I had like mostly beat one of the, the dungeons. I just hadn't done like the last thing and beaten the boss. Um, it was this like ridiculous fetch quest or not a fetch quest. Um, yeah, it's like this fucking statue that you have to go get and then like lead it all the way back through the whole fucking dungeon. Oh yeah. And then like you get back to the end and then you can fight the boss. And it's like, it's like an escort. There's all these, yeah. And there's, there's like elevator puzzles, which are like the worst kind of puzzle. Like if you thought jumping puzzles were bad, it's like you have to take the elevator up to the third floor and then walk down a flight of stairs and then get this thing and then walk up two flights of stairs and put the thing down and then go back down and get on the elevator and take it up a floor. It's like, or I could just die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's Um, always an option. Yeah. And so really hoping the rest of the game isn't quite like this. Um, (laughs) I've been going through, there's been a bunch of fetch quests that, have been surprisingly pleasant given the nature of them. Uh, yeah. So, so playing through this, this is, this is like my thing. So I'm going to, I'm going to finish twilight princess. I I know I've said in the past, I hate it. I still hate it. Um, the art, this game has not held up the (laughs) graphics. I remember thinking, man, this is so good. And like looking at it now, 
Oofa doofa. This is <laughs> this is a fucking mess. Um, but yeah, so gonna finish Twilight Princess. Next up is gonna be Skyward, Skyward Sword. After that, I might pick up Breath of the Wild for uh, the Switch, just because the Switch still still unused, um, still sitting here gathering dust. Um, You're so shameful. I don't even know. Such a big imbecile. <laughs> Such it's a, fine. Such a big advocate when it, before it was launched and then it came out and you, you want nothing to do with it. It's Put not that, that I want to nothing work. to do with it. It is not mine. Um, ah. And the only game that we have for it is Pokemon. Um, and I played that for about an hour and I never want to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were not thrilled about that. Get Smash. Get yeah. all the indie games. Get Hollow Knight. I kind of want to um, get we'll Diablo see. three. Let's play together. Uh, I know Corey uh, and Amanda have a copy now, so we could. I'm going to start going. playing the Switch, and then Nintendo's going to announce their next console and announce the end of life for the Switch, and I'm just going to be real sad. <laughs> oh god, no! Well, they're coming out with a new version of the Switch yeah, or whatever soon. It's like uh, like family friendly, like media device, and then like a gamer version, which is probably just going to be like a bigger memory. But most likely. Um, but I guess is that pretty much your game update before me? That's and my game dive update. Into- yeah. Okay. I'll I'll stop talking and let somebody else talk about their. <laughs> Twilight Prince is my favorite Zelda. I know it nice. probably does not hold up, but I doubt a lot of our favorite things would if we went through and revisited them every year. But true, that's like the only game I played through maybe two or three times that isn't an RPG that changed every time. I fucking love that game. Yeah, I've yet to play it. I have to get. Get around to trying that out. We'll see if I ever do. I'm, I'm sure Bass is right. I'm sure there's a lot of tedious bullshit. I'm sure the color, like, I know the art isn't great, but, like, it really hits a place for me so, for some reason. So, like, it it might not be great to revisit. That's a good point. Well, and that's the thing. I still have to finish Breath of the Wild, and that's probably I'd get my Zelda fix there, if anything. And, yeah. in fact, as for my game update, it's not very much. I've only been uh, playing, like, Rocket League and shit, which isn't worth really talking about. But I have been watching Song's Twitch stream where he's playing Breath of the Wild, and he's getting pretty far. I saw him, like, beat the whole elephant shrine, or not shrine, but, like, the elephant the thing that he had to do. Yes, and... uh it's just really entertaining watching him, and then when someone subscribes, he takes a break and he'll uh, sing a song or something on his piano. So, super entertaining Twitch stream. I definitely recommend ch- checking that out. It's funny that we're still talking about like Breath of the Wild and like, oh yeah, I'm going to get into it, and it's a two-year-old game, and it's still just as popular. Like, it's impressive, the lasting power. No, for sure. And, oh man, I still need to finish it, and watching him uh, do that on stream makes me feel like I, I want to get back into that game and see how far I can get. But I almost do want to start fresh. It's I said that last time. I'm like, man, I have no idea where I left off. Yeah. It's been too long. And then this isn't really like, well, it's game related, but not like regarding anything I've played recently. But this is a podcast that just uh, dropped recently, and we had mentioned it previously. Uh, Nick Weiger, former guest of the show, he's uh, from the podcast Doughboys. Uh, he's starting a podcast with Heather Ann Campbell, who you might recognize from like Whose Line Is It Anyway and some other oh, yeah. like UCB shows. Um, they're doing a show called How Did This Get Played? 
and it's basically in this. It's by Earwolf, the network that brought you. How did this get made? Uh, the show about movies and stuff. And it's basically how did this get played? Is all about video games that should have never seen the light of day. And it's fantastic getting their feedback because Nick was very involved in the video game industry. He actually worked on plenty of games. So when we had him on the show, we talked about that. And there's just so many like disgraceful games that he's like not proud that he worked on. Like <laughs> uh, like games that come to mind were like Pirates of the Caribbean, like Jack. Sparrows like adventure or something crazy yeah. like that where he's like yeah Johnny Depp actually did the voice acting or something oh, I'm like oh really? god yeah which is pretty wild that's if you ask very me rare. yeah um but yeah so that's just a podcast to maybe go check out the first episode dropped uh, it was very entertaining and the next episode is going to be Superman sixty four the first episode was Sonic 06, oh six so like that was really ridiculous what a perfect one to start that show going off big on. Out and the gate. yeah the uh, guest was Jordan. Morris from Jordan Jesse Go, so that was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I thought I'd throw that stuff out there. And yeah, other than that, I, I still need to make progress in uh what remains of Edith Finch, so I'm not really gonna go into that until I hopefully beat it soon. I don't think it's that long, so it shouldn't take you too yeah. much. But how about you though? Uh dabbling in Overwatch a bit and still hating myself and it. It's I don't know. I got a weird relationship with that game. Um but mostly I kinda <sighs> I'm really, really working up the courage to get back into Bayonetta 2. I legitimately have no idea why I can't get into it. I just don't feel like, I don't know. As far as I know, everything should be great about it, and I should love the game. But just, like, the idea of starting it up, and every time I see my Switch, I'm just like, eh, maybe. And then I don't. So, I don't know. <laughs> that one's, I don't know. Um, but I actually delved back into uh, Risk of Rain 2, because they actually had an update for it. And there's a new level. And a few new enemies and items, and they updated stuff. And there's a whole, uh, new character you can play as entirely that you have to unlock. Uh, the tricky part with this character is, for anyone who doesn't know, the, the game doesn't tell you shit. So, like, it's feel free to look up stuff and figure out how to unlock stuff because it's so cryptic about it. Um, but the way you start off is, at the very beginning, you have to take this, like, essentially a battery and carry it through four levels, I believe? And if you loot, if you take too much damage, the battery will just explode and kill you instantly. So you just have to Damn. do like a hard run where it's like some of the characters don't have a dodge feature, or uh, some that have a shield doesn't. The shield doesn't block everything, so you're gonna take damage, and you have to really, really pray that the RNG is on your side, and you get stuff that either deflects damage or heals damage quickly, so that way the essentially bomb you're carrying on your back doesn't just go off if you take too big of a hit okay so i've been trying to unlock that character and figuring out like there's so many secrets in this game but because it's rng and because like some of them you need like two people to stand on a switch at the same time and the matchmaking still really clunky and even if you get four people in a match you'll lose two of them almost instantly and i i Guessing there's a huge Japanese market for it because like almost everyone I'm playing with is Japanese or at least has Japanese letters in their name. So right. So it's it's tough because it's like I can't communicate with you to tell you to go find the other switch to unlock the secret area, and because it's like uh, it's all timed. So the longer you take in the level to find all the gear, the harder the enemies enemies will get, and some stuff you won't oh, be able shit. to unlock. So if you're like I want to get to stage three so I can unlock the time chest to get the good gear. You have to burn through the first two stages. But if your whole team doesn't know that, like you might be screwing them over and like teleport to the next stage before they're done and stuff. So like it's a game that would be really good with communication. 
And it's really hard if I don't have people I personally know to play with or the people I do play with speak different languages. So it's kind of yeah. like, it's rough to get all the secrets because they're so reliant on like specific requirements. And some of those requirements are just pure RNG you won't get on certain runs. And it takes a long time to get to that stage. And then you still don't have it. Or it requires like a certain amount of teamwork. I just can't get. So I still love the that game. That makes sense. Still love the game. Still phenomenal. Like still highly recommend it. It's great for early access. Like it's just becomes, it's not even a bullet hell because you're just, you're not avoiding the bullets. You're just getting hit with all of it. But it just becomes a power mess where you just get so many upgrades and all your upgrades connect with other upgrades and just spiral into this like huge cacophony of just damage and you're just a rolling ball of death until you hit like stage nine and some giant stone golem just shoots you into oblivion. So like it's just a big, big power trip and uh, it does a little thing that I really love in games where when you get an upgrade or an accessory, it appears on your character. So you see all the stuff upgraded by the end of it, you look like this. You know, you look like an MMO character at level one, you have nothing. And then by level, you know, 10, you're just this like walking armory of bullshit. And it's really cool looking. So nice. I'm just, an armory of bullshit. An armory of bullshit. <laughs> so I'm still really enjoying that game, even if it's early access. But like I said, like the only thing that makes it seem early access is the matchmaking. Otherwise, the game pretty much runs fine if you got an older computer you might struggle at the later levels with so much on screen like so much spawning in but it's it's nuts and just really fun and i'm enjoying getting back into it very cool um well that's the thing i if i'm not mistaken basta told me off air before we started this that he has a lot of stuff maybe for any conversation games i'm gonna let you figure out which one we're gonna play are we playing something new are we reviving an old game like are we stealing something else from the macroys Oh, last no. <laughs> time, last time we've done, we did Tunnel of Love, which and was a disaster. And it I was a disaster it. because I, I didn't. Well, I didn't as rigorously consider the implications of uh, some of the questions that I picked, um, as I probably should have. Bluest episode in a while. <laughs> <laughs> this this time I've got some better ones, and I think. Uh, I think we can do better than last time. I like the Fallout uh, 3 location or Fallout 4 location or Urban Dictionary entry. That was a fun one. Yeah, or Sex Act or something. Yeah. I remember that was so ironic because the day that episode aired, like that was around the time the attack was streaming. I think the next day they did a stream and they had something very similar. I'm like, is that just like coincidence or were they influenced by us? I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex Korea loves our show. <laughs> No, he's just like stealing our <laughs> valuable golden content. Oh, I'm sure. No, yeah, I'm just flattering myself. This rich vein of memes. So you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah. Um, if this, if it's not good this time, I promise I'll never bring it back. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a perfect way. Let's play Tunnel of Love. Here we go. Play the jingle. Hello, folks, and welcome back to uh, our little uh, relationship advice segment known as Tunnel of Love. Oh, I shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, Brent, of all the things I know about you, this is exactly where you belong. Oh, no. I don't want to be here then. Um, our first couple comes to us uh, through the, the magic of the internet. Um, <laughs> this post uh, 
Am I the asshole for throwing away my boyfriend's potentially illegal yogurt collection? Oh, let's, let's dig into this one. Yeah, wait. How could yogurt ever be considered illegal? It's got a We're going to get it. to that. Just, just you wait. It's knife yogurt. All right. I'm a 29-year-old female. My boyfriend is a 30-year-old male. We've been living together for two years in a little studio in a very expensive big U.S. city. My boyfriend grew up rurally with lots of space, enough to collect all kinds of things. He collected action figures and video games and all the normal kids stuff when he was young. But as he grew older, he became interested in more unusual things. As a teen, he had eight guinea pigs of different types from different breeders. Since Tide Pods were released seven years ago, what? he saved one of every kind of Tide Pod. He's got a big box of an international variety of electric insulators. What? Those little ceramic hats that power lines wrap around on power poles. What? He's not a hoarder. He's usually neat, just used to having lots of space for his bizarro collections. At his parents' ranch, he had two big rooms full of containers of weird and impressive things. He recently oh. became interested in yogurt. He's always hated dairy products until about a year ago. He... He'd not started drinking milk and sharing ice cream with me, but he's found a love for yogurts. So he now collects them, of course. The problem is they're perishable. So until today, our little 550 square foot studio contained about 2,100 cups of yogurt. It comes in tons of varieties, different types, flavors, textures, containers made by different companies in different countries. This is like crack to my boyfriend. So he tried to pretty much save a sample of everything he could find. He filled the fridge, bought a new fridge, then another tiny bedside fridge. He said he didn't want to walk to the fridge at night, but it was obviously a ruse to get more yogurt space. These fridges all filled up with yogurts, and if you keep them for long, they smell bad. Sometimes the packaging breaks. So apartment was smelling like rotten milk for at least two weeks, and my boyfriend's attitude was, oh, it's fine, and just deal with it for a little longer, until I pulled the plug and threw it all out this morning. I was looking at my groceries, which I had to put beside the fridge because there was no space and everything smelled like death. And then I kind of snapped and threw it all away. Yeah. My boyfriend is understandably upset. We've been arguing about whether I cross a line by throwing away his stuff. And he's especially upset because he, of course, had rare yogurts that were hard to find. In particular, he had some Cuban and Iranian yogurts that you can't get in the U.S., but I know that we have trade sanctions against Iran and Cuba, so I don't know if it was even legal for him to have them. I asked wow. where he got his Iranian yogurt, but he kept insisting the Iranian yogurt is not the issue here, and that <laughs> the real <laughs> issue was me throwing out his precious yogurts without his permission. Am I the asshole here? <laughs> Do I need legal advice? Thanks in advance. I'm so exasperated. You know what? Gentlemen, He's right on one thing. The Iranian happened. yogurt is not the <laughs> issue here. The issue here is why are you collecting yogurt? And first of all, like, it's like, if you're not going to enjoy it, why just like store it all? And the point where he bought a second fridge to just store more yogurt and the third is fridge. when she should have drawn the line and been like, I need a new boyfriend. I don't give a fuck what we've been through. <laughs> This is just crazy shit. And and it's just crazy that if, I feel like if I was in his shoes and I came home and she threw it all away, yes, would I be upset? But would I also completely be like, you know what? She she is, has every right to do that because I've been making her life miserable, making the house smell disgusting and like collecting all this shit that I never intend on doing anything with anyway. And yeah, I guess if it is illegal, she should have just turned him into the cops and been like, fuck you, dude. Turns out Doug's got a yogurt trigger. He's very passionate well, about you. I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm just very passionate about, no, yeah, it's her about finding products. a better person because there's plenty of people out there that aren't going to put her through that shit. I mean, I'm always scared when I hear the internet stories about yogurt because, like, it's going to be that kind of yogurt eventually. So, But, like, 
What? Like, so, A, dude's definitely a hoarder. Like, he's got so many <laughs> weird collections. Definitely a hoarder. B, the fuck? C, why yogurt? D, yeah, and why do you have why? three fridges full of yogurt before you realize, hey, this might be a problem? Yeah, and is he consuming it at a rate where, like, I don't think he's consuming it at catch all. Up? Yeah. I think he's just preserving it, which doesn't go well with yogurt. Probably the no, least preservable close. food. It What is this? <laughs> I believe this is truly just a shitpost. I don't believe this is real, because you'd have to be insane to put up with this. Yeah. And Cuban and Iranian yogurt, like, what makes them special? It's just fucking yogurt. Uh, Cuban's full of cigars and Iranian's full of uranium. <laughs> there we go. I don't know if Iran actually has a uranium supply. It just sounded similar. Um, but I I believe this is bullshit because I definitely believe someone's crazy enough to have a yogurt collection of, like, 2,100 different kinds of unique yogurt. I'm sure someone out there exists like that. I think you have to be out of your fucking mind. If you put up with this, just because you're yeah, dating exactly. some dude for two years, and you're like, he seems to enjoy it. It's like, Get him fucking hospitalized. He's clearly deficient in some vitamin that he makes this, that he thinks this is okay. The fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Refrigerators so, are expensive, too. Yeah, let's, let's, let's wrap this one up, because... Because <laughs> we spent eight minutes <laughs> reading that well. Reddit post. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I actually read that three or four times because I got so much satisfaction uh, out of reading it initially. Um, but so, like to, to to wrap this up here, uh, who who is the asshole? This is the first question. They both are. They're both yeah. assholes. Agreed. Why is why is the op uh, the asshole in this case? Why do you think that? Why do you think this is even a feasible option of staying with this guy? Yeah, I, agree. I think it's okay. like, cut ties with them. Move a, on with your life. Yes, very an cut asshole and dry for wasting answer. my time. Her question was, "Should I stay with him?" The answer is no. Obviously <laughs> or whatever. Not. Okay. Well, case closed. That's that answered the rest of my questions. Um. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the Jesus. next ones. Just uh, oh relationships boy. apart. Good people need to get over themselves. Cut ties. Oh this this one is this one is less uh, of a of an upbeat one. Oh boy. Um, I, 19-year-old male, just found out that my girlfriend, 26-year-old female, has been shit-talking the ring I made her for her birthday, and she is planning on selling it. I don't want to drag this on too long, but I've been dating my girlfriend for about a year now, and her birthday is in a few weeks. I made her a ring out of resin, with little flowers in it, quite a while in advance, and she found it while she was going through our drawers. I was hoping she'd be happy with it, but I've recently been informed by our mutual friends that she cried for hours because apparently I don't think she's worth diamonds. She's also been calling me a cheap loser, and she plans on selling the ring on eBay, from what our friends have told me. Her best friend told me today that she threw a full-blown tantrum over the ring. Is what she has done too much to forgive her? I'm considering just buying a diamond ring to appease her. TLDR made a resin flower ring for girlfriend's birthday. She hates it and is shit-talking, crying, having tantrums, and threatening to sell it. Should I give in and buy her a new ring, or just live with my mistake? Yeah, welcome to relationships, pal. Buy her a diamond ring, you dipshit. No, fuck that. He's 19! She's Uh, 26! Why are you crying about something he homemade? You're not getting married! Fuck but that. uh, that's a good that's a good point. But I, all I all I have to say is like, welcome to understanding the expectations of older women. <laughs> I 
I mean, it's not oh, even boy. older women. If she expected a diamond ring from a fucking 19-year-old, someone who's seven years younger than her, maybe fucking lower yeah, your so, expectations because your dating age is clearly low enough as it legally can go. Don't get me wrong. When I, I was 19 years old. It. When I was 19 years old, the biggest thing on my mind was thinking, how am I going to pay for books for next semester? Yeah. And not, how am I going to afford a diamond ring to appease my significant other? That's a good point. Also, that she should be happy that he went to the effort of making oh, something for her. It's more, exactly, it's more or less like, yeah, she's kind of a prissy, uptight bitch. You shouldn't, why are you dating such an older woman anyway? It doesn't seem like it's going to work out. It could, but. It could. It's rare. But also, she found it. Who knows if it was even ready yet? So he didn't right. give it to her. She's bitching and crying about it behind her back. You're crying about a fucking a gift someone homemade for you because it's not good enough? God damn, you shallow bitch. Yeah, that's shitty. And she's selling it on eBay. That's even worse. That like that's like adding insult to injury. It's this no, this is just insane. This is this is what I would take the yoga guy over this. <laughs> it's it's so is, preposterous. Is, is the girlfriend in this case more of an asshole than the yogurt guy? Yes. Yes. Because the yoga guy is okay. clearly insane. Like he's mentally deficient in something. This woman but, is just a bitch. <laughs> vitamin D. This lady is <laughs> like a bombshell and just expecting this kid to meet her every desire, though, and you want to make her happy. The answer, should you buy her the diamond ring? If you can and it's possible, by all means, yes, because then you will make her happy. But it's also, like Brent said, super shallow. And I feel like not you're not going to find happiness in that relationship because once she has the diamond ring, it's going to be on to the next thing. I mean, it would make me super happy if my seven-year-old niece bought me my fucking car <laughs> i'm not expecting her to because she's a fucking child so it's insane to have these ridiculous expectations instead i'm just gonna hang up the crayon drawing she made me and go hey wow that's great it's not she's a terrible artist but i'm not gonna say that to her jesus yeah it sounds like this 26 year old lady's probably gonna end up cheating on you anyway for some like dude with a shitload of money she wants a sugar daddy she doesn't can... want a boyfriend yeah exactly god damn all right, moving on to the the next and last one for 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 this round of of tunnel of love. This question comes to us from the internet. My wife has become an essential oil mom, and I can't convince her to stop using them on my kids. Do I have any recourse? Uh, Is there anything like? Are there like bad side effects from them? I don't well, know much on, about let me, it. Let at me all. actually read the post. That was the title oh, of the Jesus. post. Okay, so just Christ. really warming you guys up. <laughs> um. And in fact, this one doesn't come from relationship advice. It comes from uh, legal advice. So just to preface this. We're lawyers. My kids are constantly covered in oils. She uses the diffusers in their rooms while they sleep and in the kitchen and living room. They basically breathe and wear oils all day. I can't convince her to stop. And the kids are always ill with breathing issues and skin rashes. She uses young living and maintains that since they are pure, they present no danger. She, will hear anything to, she won't hear anything to the contrary. Is there anything I can do legally to keep the oils away from my kids? We are still married and living in the same household. Location, California. <laughs> Man, he's got some slippery kids. Why can't I hold on to kids? so oily. These damn kids flipping around my place all the time like a goddamn slipping I, you know, I, I was... I was hoping to save this one for an episode where Mark is on, but that's such a rare, <laughs> right, a I rare know. thing. Oh, he could probably give great. us some advice from his like coolmoms.biz website or whatever. Oh my God, um, yeah, his mom forums are fucking priceless. <laughs> I still um, can't with that that guy. Well, I think it's Bless funny that they're called essential oils Not when essential. technically most people go throughout their lives without having them at all. 
I mean, that's not that's not the meaning of essential that they were going for, but you know, if, okay, if they knew what they enough. were doing, they wouldn't be essential as in like the essence. Is this more or less like an aromatherapy thing, or is it actually like going so people, into your skin pores and like helping you? People believe uh, that essential oils uh, like do good things for your body. They're like, oh yeah, just take like two drops of essential lemon oils to cure your heartburn, or like put some. Worse. Uh, I, I, I don't know what kind of essential oils there are, but some patchouli oil uh, <laughs> on your on your skin to improve dryness and treat dandruff. Put some rosehip oil on your eyelashes to uh, get rid of eye spiders. What what the fuck's happening in Chicago where you got eye spiders? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that they, they, there's like little tiny microscopic spiders that live in your eyelash this. pores. Oh yeah, god, yeah, that, that can't bullshit be real. with this essential oils lady. <laughs> Too much bullshit. What you do is you take your kids, you dip them in flour to absorb all that oil. You throw them in the deep fryer for a little bit. You get a nice golden brown going. Oh man! And it's um no, I've been watching a lot of cooking. Shows. Well, I mean that's that's the opposite of the solution that I was going to propose. I was going to propose kids. going and buying some Dawn dish soap and treating them like an oil spill bird. <laughs> but like <laughs> Photoshop you know, on the cover. You know, if like, you're going to fry them up, yeah. <laughs> Get them a nice little crisp, like some sliced up zucchini. Ooh, yeah. A little bit of salt. Yeah, a little paprika, a little spice to it. Ah. Yeah. Have a tasty meal for your kids, of your kids in no time. Uh, Feed one of your children to the other child. It's a lesson. It's a threat. Um, If it's actually harming your kids where they're having breathing problems and having rashes and bad reactions to it, yes, it's very much a bad thing that needs to be stopped. That's child. Yeah, I don't understand how the the essential oil mom isn't recognizing that and like coming to terms with like, oh, maybe I should slow down on this and not be so stark. She's brainwashed by a pyramid scheme. That's how these things work. People also think if they throw a lot of money at evangelicals, they'll get into heaven because people are dumb. So, no, you should not let her keep doing it if it's causing physical problems with your children and they're having difficulty existing. (laughs) So, it's very much a problem. And with people who argue that it's natural, so it must be good for you, tornado- tornadoes are also natural. Tornadoes aren't good. <laughs> tornadoes are also natural. You're not. Am I you're wrong? Not even remotely wrong. No, you're completely and in- entirely correct. Nature's um, scary. There's a lot of. But shit here's the question: it, So tornadoes might be natural, but are they pure? Because everybody knows that that you know pure essential oils uh, are only good for you. Uh, I don't know if tornadoes are pure, but I know the uh, fish in the Amazon River is pretty pure, and it'll swim up your urethra and tear up your penis from the inside out. That's natural and pure. Jesus Christ. But it's not good for you. You know, let me just say, I brought up the the eyelash spiders, and you got grossed out by that, but you're bringing up (laughs) the fucking fish that swim up your pee into your dick, and that's not a problem for you. I don't know where the line is for you, Brent, but like... Bassa, don't kink shame me on my own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a uh, tornado oh, can't pick you up because you're covered in oil and too slippery. <laughs> oh, he's so slippery. I can't. Oh, my. You know what? If that was true, Doug, I'd be on board of this. <laughs> you could just you deflect wait. natural disasters. This whole <laughs> time, the mom was just protecting her children from tornadoes. You know, every, Who's going to be laughing when a tornado tears through and all these children are totally fine? Yeah, that mom better start selling her stock to the storm chasing community. Steps on the house and those whole tornado just slips and goes, whoop! And it just disperses. <laughs> oh, God, these oily kids. They're ruining our country. <laughs> a 
apparently the uh, the the company that this mom is getting her essential oils from, uh, the founder drowned one of his kids in the bathtub, um, which is a, a terrible thing. Um, but then also the company sells an essential oil that claims to help sexual assault victims, huh. um, which hmm. which just sounds like a like a like a real thing. It sounds like snake oil. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> sounds like bullshit. Weird. Made from 100% pure That's snakes. That's what they should call it. Oh, Christ. I mean, if they're buying yeah. all these oils, I got a bridge I could sell them, and it just it would work out. But both. is it a 100% pure bridge? It's pure oil bridge. You can just oh, slip pure. and slide across from Brooklyn to Manhattan <laughs> on your belly like a penguin. An oil bridge. It's an oil like bridge. It. You know what, folks? That was the tunnel of love. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for riding on through with us. Awesome. I don't like this tunnel. We'll have to see if uh, people think that's going to live up to their expectations <laughs> and uh, if it's going to come it back or not. If Give it us doesn't some live up to their expectations, I, I'm. I'm I'm done with them. Well, these, <laughs> yeah, that's true. These that, listeners we, are canceled. We're lucky. We Find another have podcast listeners. about video games. <laughs> don't, we don't need to lose any more than we already have lost. You um, know what? Write write to us on Twitter and tell us whether this is the most fan fucking tastic thing you've ever done. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, we're trying over here. The last like hundred episodes of this podcast haven't been for the fans. It's just been for us. Yeah, it's true. We've really devolved into <laughs> just doing some weird shit, but. Let's maybe do some show topics and then dive into plugs and wrap this up. Is there anything in the news going on we want to chat about real quick? Uh, there's not a ton. Uh, all the big console players, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, are uniting against these tariffs that are going into place because they'll really fuck up their industry. So that's interesting to see them all unite together. But they're all, we've also talked about how like Microsoft's doing cross-platform with uh, Nintendo already with the... Xbox Marketplace on the Switch, and there's going to be more like cooperation with them and Sony. So like, it seems like the console wars are done. Yeah, because like Nintendo's always been its own thing. Nintendo's like Sweden; it never really got involved in the pettiness of it. It was always Sony and Microsoft, and it seems like Microsoft is like it's been theorized already. We've talked about it of them stepping back from a, uh, I guess, a console developer standpoint and more being a publisher for the games specifically for it. So it seems like they might be stepping back a bit and kind of like willing to negotiate more with uh, their competitors. So I think they also kind of reached a plateau with their console and they're like, we can't make anything better. Now what? And then that, now they're just kind of taking it at a new angle. I think they shot themselves in the foot with the Xbox One saying like everything else on the Xbox is going to be also on the PC and also not exclusive anymore. And there's no reason right. to buy it anymore because we're not making games for it. And there's, you know. All the studios that had good games for it are now doing Sony stuff or got bought out and destroyed by EA or something like that. So, like, I can't think of a reason to have an Xbox. Same. Uh, what so else that's a bad model to have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't know what these um, these uh, uh, console manufacturers are going to do. Like, Nintendo is really the only company that has done anything innovative in terms of like redefining what a console is because if the answer to console development is just like throw more ram in it give it a better processor give it a faster disk drive give it like more storage space like why (laughs) (laughs) you know like it's already pretty damn good 
you know, and like just throwing better specs at it isn't going to make it a meaningfully better console. So right, it's going to be interesting to see like what the next few generations are. And I think um, maybe not this upcoming generation of consoles, uh, but the next one um, we'll we'll start to see uh, Microsoft and Sony being like, hey, maybe Nintendo had some good ideas and, you know, building like a semi handheld console is the right direction. Yeah. Um, because it, at a certain point, like you just can't keep asking people to buy, you know, a $500 better computer every, every two, three five years. years. Yeah. Right. It's like, what's different with this one? It's bigger. It's like, okay. But like, yeah, Nintendo at least takes risk with their consoles. And like the Wii U was an interesting idea. It didn't do great, but they took a chance on it. And that led into the Switch. And, you know, we had the Labo with all the Switch stuff, which that didn't do great, but it was an interesting idea. And they certainly tried. I think they're still mm-hmm. doing stuff for that, but I just am not keeping up with it. They still are, It's but it's not, like, as big. I mean, it might be bigger with kids. Like, I, none of us know any kids playing the Switch. So That's a good point. It's like, that seems like that's who it would be for. I don't imagine 30-year-olds buying a bunch of cardboard and playing around <laughs> with it. But, it you know, it, it didn't do as big as they were hoping it to be. It might still be feasible for them to continue doing, but it's not, you know, it's like a Disney movie being released in theaters. It's like, it didn't make a billion dollars this first weekend, which is a failure for Disney, but would be amazing for everyone else. So, you know, it might be doing decently well for Nintendo, but yeah. So it's interesting to see where we'll go with these consoles and if they're going to change stuff up. Because like the PlayStation Xbox tried the Kinect and the PlayStation Move, and that was an interesting idea, right? No. And Not at all. Connect was just an abysmal failure, and they stopped all development of that. But the PlayStation Move then just became... I mean, it started with the PlayStation Eye, the Eye toy, and then the Move, and then became PSVR. So, like, they're still doing stuff with it, but it was after Nintendo already did, like, the Wii, and kind of, like, set the pace for it for consoles. So Yeah, definitely. Um, it's the time of the year for gamers wallets to really hurt. It's the Steam sale going on right now. And if you're a PS Plus member, there's exclusive deals going on this week. Or actually, by the time you're listening to this, it might have just happened. So hopefully you didn't miss out. But, uh, yeah, they just really want you to spend your money on video games. And I feel like I'm not falling <laughs> for the trap this year. <laughs> not this time, because I already bought all the games. I yeah, fell for the last four years. I'll just take whatever you give for free. That's about it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the summer sale, so it's all the kids are out of school and you know they got time to kill. Uh, yeah, I got a few games on like my Steam wish list, but nothing I'm clamoring for. Honestly, most of them are uh, games that aren't even out yet. Like it's games I'm looking forward to. But right, yeah, the stuff I do have on there, they're all they're under twenty dollars at full price to begin with. So it's not like I need a sale for it. It's mostly me self restraining myself from buying more games until I finish some of the games I already own. So, uh, but yeah, it's a good time for, if you're looking for new stuff, if I think like Yakuza Zero is like six bucks or something, or like 10 bucks, like there's some insane Damn. deals. So yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, speaking of Nintendo earlier, Game Freak, Pokemon developers, they finally responded to all the Pokemon fans, uh, feedback from Pokemon Sword and Shield. They were saying that it wouldn't be a full Pokedex of every Pokemon up to date. So it wouldn't include like all 800 plus previous Pokemon. And <laughs> Which is a little upsetting, but also very understandable. <laughs> apparently not that understandable for a lot of fans online who just, you know, they feed into each other and it gets bigger and bigger and it becomes like, 
at first it was a small complaint and now it's like a big tirade and they're getting a petition started and all this bullshit. And they're like, give me oh, all wow. the Pokemon. It's like, yo. I'm not that invested. No, chill. if anything, that's why I said it's a little like complaint. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's like, oh, that sucks. But oh, well, like I don't need a Tauros in my game because Tauros right. is just a bull. Like no one needs that. Um, and Game Freak Final, you're spotted. It took them a while. You know, they definitely wait and make sure they're concise with their responses before just lashing back. So it's, uh, they basically responded saying like, Hey, we're working on this game. We're sorry. If you're upset that over a thousand Pokemon aren't in it, that you need to catch, you feel the need to catch every four years or so when a game comes out. Sorry, you're not happy with it, but we're fucking working on it and we're working our asses off for it. So if you don't like it, feel free to not buy it, but do not call us lazy for not including it. The, it's it's also sort of it's also sort of silly because they've done this to themselves. They they've built this incredibly um, large detailed universe, right? They've added all of these different types of of characters that you can capture and play with and whatever else, and then to release a game that doesn't have all of that seems weird. It would be like as if there was like a new. Uh, uh, I don't know, Final Fantasy game. And it just like, it included a bunch of characters that you previously knew, but like a bunch of others were just like conspicuously absent. And yeah, like, it doesn't feel good. And <laughs> th- they've, again, they, like, they've done this to themselves. They've added so much to the game. And there's so many Pokemon and there's so many like different facets of like how these Pokemon can interact and be used and battle and whatever else. Like, yeah, it's going to be a massive fucking game. And the timelines for releasing the game don't line up with the actual development cost. And so, you know, they they do have to take on some of the responsibility for this. And, like, it's understandable that the fans are, like, a little bit upset because right. it, it feels, you know, disingenuous. But at the a same time, bit. it's also like, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> It, but I mean, it's it is their responsibility because it's the game they're making it. But it's also the reason they made different regions. There's a reason there's a Kanto mm-hmm. and a Johto and a Shoto region. It's because not all the Pokemon are in them. If you played Gold and Silver or Ruby and Sapphire, not every single Pokemon from the previous games were in them. This isn't. This has only been a recent thing with like some of the newer games. So they knew that was going to happen, and they purposely set up in-game like mechanics and lore for explaining why that's not there. Yeah, you're going to have some Pokemon that can, like, fly over the borders between regions. And, like, yeah, you're going to see a Pidgey here and there. Like, there's explanations for it. And this insane idea of, like, we got better technology now. You have to include fucking everything is just very shitty. And with fans getting feedback, like, fans having direct uh, communication with the studios and with developers, they're getting much more demanding, especially with, uh, like, the Sonic movie, where the creators are responding to their feedback and caving into it and saying, like, you're right, I'll do whatever you say as long as you buy our product. And right. now, Pokemon, it, I've talked about it before with uh, the Avengers game that was uh, premiered at E3. Marvel said, no, it looks gross, but we're not changing it. And if you don't want it, don't right. buy it. Fuck off. Like, this is what we're doing. And Game Freak's doing the same thing. Yeah, nicer tone. They're not saying it to that degree. But, like, Game Freak's saying the same thing of, like, we have a vision for this game. It's going to do this. We're going to focus on these Pokemon. It's going to prioritize those. If you do not like that, then do not buy it. If you do like that, then buy it. It's the same thing they do with Sun and Moon. There were some Pokemon that were Alola versions. There were some Pokemon that had Mega versions. Not all of them had that. 
And if you don't like that, tough shit. Make your own game. Yeah, back in the day when games would come out, it would just be like, oh, this is what the game is. Like, you didn't even know much about it in development. So the fact that we have, like, this culture of, like, E3 and getting people hyped during, like, early stages and all this feedback and stuff during it, it makes sense, like, that there's going to be, like, negative interactions. But it, it almost is just, like, just put a blind eye to it. Just know it's coming out. And then when it comes out, whether you enjoy it or not at that point is when you kind of send in your complaints because I don't know. Especially because so much happens in development of stuff that you are not privy to. Yeah, you get a sneak peek every now and then. Maybe you'll actually get a leak every now and then of like something in development. Cool. You don't understand what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know ex- executives are tying their hands saying like, no, yeah. you can't do this. Or no, you can't use this character anymore because it has been licensed by another game that is owned by uh, Niantic for Pokemon Go. So no, you can't have Totodile in this game anymore for legal reasons. And people just get pissy and think they know everything and saying like, why don't you fucking put Totodile in the game? It's like, we legally can't. <laughs> you don't know yes. that. Get off our dicks. It comes down to just let them do their jobs, people. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that's where the frustration lies. Yeah. It's the it's Pokemon. It's the same shill every fucking time. It's the same game they tweak slightly with each generation. You know what you're getting with this. If you don't know what you're getting by this now, you've been ignorant you've been purposely ignorant (laughs) so it's just it's nice to see them like not backing down and caving into fan uh, demand and like i understand the appeal of like listening to fans and what they want and catering to them yeah but like this is a game for a lot of people and we're not going to cater to this very loud vocal minority who's demanding that we put so much more work that would like kill our employees to do so it's just it's nice to see studios not caving in all the time now yeah it's definitely respect. I respect when they put their foot down sometimes. And as a fan, sure, would I love to have every single Pokemon in it? Yeah. But, like, am I going to go complain about it and cause a scene? Absolutely not. I have so much better shit to do with my time. So if anyone is doing that, just stop giving them a uh, hassle. Yeah. Not everything has to be perfect. You can have something where it's like, yeah, this is a solid 7 out of 10 game. I very much enjoyed it. It's not perfect, but I very much enjoyed it. It doesn't have to be perfect. There can be problems with stuff. Mistakes can exist. So that's just, it's something that's very frustrating with like all this fan response and like all these fandoms getting stirred up and riled up and getting pissy and demanding and very entitled. So, right. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, uh, my friend, my friend Pedro uh, was a game that was announced a while back and I think got a lot of gameplay footage at E3 uh, it's being published by Devolver Digital who are rock solid. Uh, the game looks all right. It's like a side-scrolling shooter, like shoot 'em up, really wacky sort of humor game. But the trailer that came out like right before it released is real good. So I don't know. I don't think I'll ever buy the game. I don't know if I'll ever play it. Uh, the gameplay seems like okay, but not my style. But the trailer is fantastic. So I just recommend checking out that trailer because they just well, got real nuts with it. This is crazy. Just by you mentioning it, I pulled it up in a Google search, and the first article that came up is, my friend Pedro sells 250000 in its first week. So, yeah, I think that trailer did them justice, and that there was a really go. good way to promote the game. That's intense. That's a really, really good outcome. Yeah, <laughs> they just got real silly with it, which is what – Devolver Digital is just the publisher, but they know the studio's – like they're aware of what their brand is and they pick the studios and games they want to publish and yeah. they're very good. So 
Dead Toast Entertainment. Yeah. That looks really interesting. A slow-mo shoot-em-up. I'm interested. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's, it seems fun. Like, it, you'll know right away if that's your kind of game. So, uh, cool. That'll be interesting to see. And uh, not so much game-wise. Uh, well, Spider-Man Far From Home came out, or is coming out soon. I saw it already. Oh, shit. I recommend it. I gotta see it. Like I was saying, it's not a perfect movie, but it's very enjoyable. For uh, nice the one character introduced, it's not, you know, if you've seen the trailer, it's not a spoiler, but it's Mysterio. Uh, yeah. Uh, Quentin Beck, or I believe that's his name, uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Very impressed by how they handled it. Like, they did it right and, like, made him a good character story. And, like, I was very, very surprised and happy with how they did that. Because, like, he easily could be such a shitty character. So I'm I'm happy with how that movie turned out. There's still complaints. It's not perfect, but it's it's a good Spider-Man movie. It's rock solid. So Hell yeah, you, that's great to hear. Yeah. So I'd recommend watching that if you're uh, still into the superhero craze and you're as big as a Spider-Man fan as I am. Uh, speaking of which, Into the Spider-Verse is now on Netflix. So watch that for a thousand more times. Uh, and movie-related news, which is a bummer, and it's kind of game-related. Uh, that Disney Fox merger that happened where Disney just absorbed and amassed everything into the Borg entity it's becoming. Um, yep. That's actually what killed off the Mouse Guard movie that was in the world. I know. I, I knew this is where you're going yeah. with that. And that's so fucked. I was seeing this all on Twitter and like the studio they had in there and like all those people that all the work that they put into it. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're just like. It's not happening, it and sucks. I'm blown away. It sucks so bad because it was such a cool franchise to just kind of like, I don't know. It's something I always wanted. I loved Redwall growing up. I think Mouse Guard's even better, like, stylistically, mm-hmm. and I have some of the books, and we were playing around with it with the D&D, but made it more homebrew yeah. because it was a little bit too hard to follow, but... It's not really hard to follow. It's just not what we were used to. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I still think that would have been an excellent movie, and I would have very much seen that in theaters. So I'm super bummed to hear about that. Yeah, we talked about it when it was uh, when it was first announced, and yeah, you're a bigger fan of uh, this genre and uh, series than I am. But like seeing the little snippet of what they had, the little like demo reel of what the movie would have been, looked like oh, real good, and it's so, so impressive sad to hear that. It's yeah. Just like yeah, it's gone. It's not even like in development hell or like paused or anything like it's just fucking straight gone and it's so sad to hear because like that would have been real cool it just elbows in it and andy circus god damn all right the more i know about it the sadder i get so i know me too so bummer that's a great place to end this episode (laughs) (laughs) a signature brendan bummer there we go. Um, let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bass has got a promo code for Pinecast. It's pro anal, right? <laughs> no, it's not. It's really um, not. <laughs> it's it's really not. Uh, this week's <laughs> promo code, uh, if you visit pinecast.com, that's P-I-N-E-C-A-S-D.com. Um, sign up for free, no credit card required. When you're ready for the good stuff, click on that upgrade button uh, and use the coupon code... Oh, Iranian yogurt. Uh, <laughs> love. L-O-V-E for your first month free. Nice. It's a good Netflix show. How about you, Bren? I got another podcast. It's about anime. It's basically how did this get made or how did this get played before anime. I know. Real original idea. How did this get weed? <laughs> that was a contender for our potential name. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's called Our Weeb There Yet. W-E-B. And it's uh, me and my other anime friend fan, anime fan friend, uh, try to convert a non-anime watcher. It's basically if me and Mark had a podcast with Basta, 
and but with like slightly less hate. I think Bass will bring a lot of salt to it that we don't have as much of. But there still are episodes, like the Digimon one. There's a lot of rage in that episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, but I believe as of this episode, our next one is going to be Made in Abyss, which is a fucking wild ride. If you, I mean, I would just recommend that as a show. If you haven't watched Made in Abyss. Is it Made made in Abyss or Made in Abyss? Made in Abyss, like M-A-D-E okay. in Abyss. Okay. And it's a fucking trip. And I recommend that show in general, as well as my podcast. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, our handle's ABT Silence on social media and Twitch. I have been playing uh, Twitch stream and polling stuff on Twitter, seeing if you guys want to watch me play Sonic Mania. I did a little of that recently, too. God, that game's hard. But I did just get to, like, the fourth stage or act or whatever, and it's, like, a whole new environment. Mm -hmm. So I'm really enjoying that. I really love Sonic Mania. So check out our Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And if you care about my record label at all, it's missedoutrecords.com. You can check out what we're selling there, and uh, hopefully I'll be putting on some shows later this year, but that's kind of to be determined. But thanks for tuning in this week. We will be back next week. See you guys. See you.